Welcome to the Punch-Up Podcast. Were you ever sitting around with your friends and somebody was trying to tell a story and everybody else was helping out? That's what this is. A storytelling podcast with a good story and really, really funny input. Hope you enjoy. I don't understand people who are like, no, I'm friends with all my exes. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It doesn't... No, it, then, no we're not friends in real Either life. you weren't like invested then or you yes. aren't invested now. Yeah. Like It's like, it, that's not really your friend. Or right. it wasn't really your lover, yeah. You know, like yeah. it's like. So I just, that's I, one of my favorite Paul Simon songs, by the way. Yes, wasn't really your friend, or wasn't really your lover. Yeah, can you sing some of it for me? Uh, the the, the from the top or just the, yeah, the, just hit me at the hook. Yeah, the hit me at the hook. Instrumental. You can call me Al. <laughs> Is that it? Is yeah. that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's very good. Oh. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Play that so, drum. That was yeah. No, that was just. I, I didn't really put the Paul Simon oomph, but <laughs> actually, maybe I did. You can call me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you yeah, did. You can call it was me just out. the right amount of Paul Simon. You can call oomph. me out. I think you're going you Garfunkel. Call, no, I'm you, went a little, I mean, you went you a little Garfunkel. Out. Yep, that, that, that was you're it. You're not me. You can call me Al. Oh. Yeah, it sounds like you're actually sit telling Al that he can call you at right. any point well, in the night. Yeah. I will you can be call your me bodyguard. Al. Where's that comma? Do, 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 do. You know what that song needed? Chevy Chase? I was going to say a trombone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it got Chevy Chase instead. <laughs> <laughs> the trombone of comedy. No, uh, definitely not. No? No. Something like that. Okay. No. Hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. Say what you will. Fletch is still one of the greatest movies of all time. Right? Oh, Who I said it say wasn't? No. I do. I'm a lady. So never mind. So good. Right in the middle of the. Introduction. Yeah, do it again. Hey, this is but Steve. But Fletch lives mm. not as good. It just makes All more right. work for him when he interrupts himself. So. <laughs> yeah. Go on, you're good. All right. It's mostly because is... Fletch lives is not an actual book, but all the other. <laughs> Look at your face. Now you're angry. Do it. No, I'm no, I'm, I'm just waiting for you to take a breath. I'm not going to. Is this, is this your foray <laughs> in stand up? Yes, this is it. I just interrupt. Is this for I just heckle. When he's still cutting <laughs> yeah. this stuff out. No, because I don't do it until I just go, ah, fucking Kevin. When, when do I stop? And I go, here it is. Well, we should be careful because this almost qualifies for banter. No, we already had the banter. We did? I thought we didn't have banter anymore. I thought we added it back in. I'm checking my phone, so yep. either we get moving or... All right, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. Ian O'Shea. Steve. And in our storyteller chair, Chip Chantry. Steven. Thank you, Chip. Proper. P- oh, Christian. Yeah. Christian. Is, it, is it a V or a PH? Oh, uh, it's a fucking PH. PH. All right. The okay. Irish way. Yeah, I like it. Pew, pew. So, take it away, Chip. I'm going to take it away right now. Do you want to tell you guys a story? Love it. Please. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you guys a story. Great. You know how you have those figures in your life hummels yes hum- humble figurines yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, precious moments dolls. <laughs> i actually went one time in college we found out that sam the butcher from the brady bunch was yeah. going to be signing autographs at this country club up in allentown so we went to it and it happened to be a really? precious it happened to be a precious moments con- we didn't know this but we get there and it was a precious moments convention why what? was he there? yeah what's his that's what i want to know it was at a hallmark store that i saw the paid. sign and yeah, and I even asked the girl at the homework store, I was like, Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch? She's like, yeah, yes, yeah, so, whatever. And so we drove like a half hour the next morning. 
to get to this country club to meet Sam the Butcher. And it was a precious moments convention. So it's like 12-year-old girls, 7-year-old women, and three fraternity brothers. <laughs> so we're walking around looking for it. We split up because it's this huge place. And we're walking around. And I asked this one security guy. I was like, hey, where's Sam the Butcher? It's split up. Guys, split up. Split up. Find Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, fellas. We have one mission. Yeah. And give the call. Kaka, kaka. <laughs> So I asked the guy, and he's like, oh, he'll be here at noon, but you have to buy a Precious Moments figurine, a $40 value or more, what? and he'll sign it. When does uh, the bar open? Yes. Why? Like, does he own stock? I don't get I it. I guess so. What's the figurine that you have to buy? Is That's it exactly. Sam? Is him and Alice? Pre- it's, yeah. 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 There you go. So I pick up a program. I'm flipping through it, and I get to the back of the program. There's a picture of a gentleman, and it said, today from noon to two, signing autographs, the creator of Precious Moments, Sam Butcher. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was it? not Sam it's the missing, Butcher. Yeah, it's missing his middle name. The. Yeah, the. It was just some dude named Sam Butcher. He created Precious <laughs> Moments. We drove a half hour out of the way, and we bragged to all our buddies, all our fraternity brothers, that we were going to meet Sam the Butcher. So we couldn't go back until they were all drunk. And Oddly enough, Ann B. Davis did show up. She did. So. <laughs> Oddly, yes. Yeah. Why didn't you just sign stuff? I should have just done that. We should have just. Really good stuff. Like sign your chest. <laughs> yeah, and just, like, yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to have him sign, actually. Yeah. I wanted him just to sign my breasts. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this story is actually about college when that happened. You know how you have those figures in your life that shapes who you are? And I had a mentor in college that, that was amazing. I always wanted to do comedy, but I kind of put it on the back burner in college because I forgot about it. And how do you become a stand-up comedian? Would so, you study teaching? Is that what you were? Yes. I wanted to be actually Silence of the Lambs. I wanted to be a, like in the FBI and then okay. I was going to be a oh, wow. criminal psychologist. And then I was like, oh, child psychologist would be good. And then I was like, well, I'll get my teaching degree and then go from there and whatever. That, uh, then life will es- stop. That de-escalated very quickly. Very quickly. Like, from, I'm going to hunt serial killers. I'm going to be Jody Foster. You know what? Maybe, maybe I'll just work with kids. Yeah, it's, work with If kids. you think about his Venn diagram, though, he had like, you know, child psychologist, teacher, stand-up comedian. I don't know where they meet, but yeah. somewhere. S- somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere in the psycho middle. But the truth is, you can't be a teacher without their attention. I mean, that's like uh, most teachers should be better performers. Yes, and I think that's helped me be a better stand-up comedian is crowd control, like sure. trying to control a crowd. So yeah, so I, I got my psych degree and then I also got my elementary education degree. And I was like, I'm going to become an elementary school teacher and then they'll pay for my graduate school and I'll become a school psychologist and then I'll become a principal. And that, I was like, oh, I'd be a principal. That's a fun job. Everybody loves a principal and it's a cool elementary <laughs> school principal. And like, that's a cool thing. Huh. So I went to Muhlenberg in Allentown and you have to do student teaching. So my second semester, senior year, was when I was going to become a student teacher. I lived in my fraternity house, partying, but then you would go to school and become a student teacher and do that. When you do student teaching, you're full-time, like not no classes. Full-time. For the whole semester. Oh, although we actually had a full course load, too, at Muhlenberg. It was all education courses related to student teaching, but we had a full course load, too. It was horrifying, the amount of work that we had to do on top of teaching all day. During took- that semester? Yeah. You had full course load? I, I yes. took seven wow. credits while I was student teaching. It's, really? It, yeah. It, it's and cr- I worked part-time. Wow. I can't imagine that. That's I, It was horrible. I got so sick. That was the other So did I. Because you're with so kids for the first sick. time. So they're oh, just yeah. giving you germs. And you're you exhausted. Germs. You're exhausted well, you're, yeah. and you're drinking all the time. I was drinking all the time sure. in my fraternity house. Uh, Jesse was too. I know that you said and you were. And you're like, I don't yes, want to put that Yes, she was in my fraternity house drinking. and So yeah, I was sick constantly. So I had two experiences. So for the first half of the semester, I was in a second grade classroom on 6th Street in Allentown, more of like an urban setting with this woman who was a second grade teacher. 
Very nice lady. Learned a lot. Taught second grade for a little bit. I wanted the older kids, but it was a good experience. The second half of my semester was with a gentleman who taught sixth grade at an elementary school. It was like a K to six building. He taught sixth grade at Parkland School District, which is you know more like suburban. So I meet both of the teachers. They had this dinner that it was like before the semester started. It was like right before Christmas. Meet and greet. Meet and greet. And the woman was like, she gave me her, like whatever, and then she had to leave. And so it was just me and this gentleman. And all the other, especially with elementary ed, there's, it's a lot of female students and there was very few male students. A lot of the female students were really upset because these teachers were giving them, well, uh, when you come back in January, you're going to have to have this done, this done, this done. You're going to be teaching a course on this. You're going to be doing that. And it was very overwhelming for all of us, you know. So I'm talking to this guy. What do you want me to do, sir? He's like, hey, do you play basketball? Hmm? And I'm like, uh, I mean, a little bit. I can shoot basketball. He's like, oh, every year we do this student versus the teacher's faculty basketball game. And the sixth graders, sometimes they get pretty good. We're getting old. We need some heat on our team. You'll be there at that time. It's in the spring. I want you to play. And so I was like, okay. I was like, do you want me to put like lessons together? He's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, he's like, ah. and he's like, he's just, he was this older guy. He was like in his sixties. Uh, he was a widower. He had taught at that school for 30 years. He had this, everyone wrapped around his finger. He was a great teacher. So besides everything I say, he was an amazing teacher, but he was getting killed on the boards. He was getting yeah. killed on the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His jump shot wasn't what he used Terrible. to be. And maybe just a, a sprinkle of misogyny. Yes, just a little, just a little bit. But he was, he was the best. He was the nicest guy. And literally, everybody else, all these other teachers are like, "We'll do this, do this." And literally, he's walking away down the parking lot from this dinner. And I was like, "So, anything else you want me to do?" And he just walks back and he just goes, "Practice your jump shot." <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of almost reminded you of like I'm trying to think of somebody who would look like almost like an Archie Bunker. But yeah, he was just this older guy, but he was great. Brian Dennehy. Kind of, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, full head of hair, but like brushed back and kind of like blow-dried back. But I mean, a, a big bear of a guy. Yeah, not super big, but he was broad guy. Yeah. yeah. Just, and, Looks racist. Yes, but he yeah. wasn't. But yes, but had that look to <laughs> right. him. Right, yeah. Would have made sense. Yes, yeah, it, you yeah. wouldn't have been surprised. But just great dude. So when I started teaching, he taught me so much about just life rather than just teaching. It was one of those things where like he it seemed like he was slacking off teaching, which he'd been doing it for 30 years, so he could just do it in his sleep. Yeah, he yeah. was tired. He was tired, and the kids got it. He was getting through to them. They were doing well. He's they were reaching kids. Out. Yeah, just, I mean, he, he, just, he was a Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. It, like, everybody else had to work hard. He'd just been doing it for so long. It's just, he has it. I mean, he was slacking off a little bit, too, but he, he had it. So I met him there, and then... Flash forward a couple of months because I had that second grade experience, and then I go to meet him the week before I'm starting. This is probably in like yeah, March. I go to meet him again. March Madness. March Madness, yeah. exactly. So you're wearing tube socks and a headband. I had a whistle and <laughs> a clipboard, <laughs> yeah. and I was wearing my, my Chuck Taylors. So I was supposed to go to the school to meet him to do one last meet and greet before we, okay, I'm going to be here next week. Is there anything else you want me to prepare or whatever? Just introduce me to the class, whatever. So he's like, okay, meet me at noon at the school. But don't meet me at the school. This is a school day. Don't meet me at the school. Meet me across the street from the school. There is a garage, like a, like a service station slash bait shop. Meet me around back. Oh, my God. Of the bait shop. Of the bait shop. And garage. Yes. So I show up at noon wearing so my... You're in a place where you're not visible to any yeah anyone. Right. This is a really... 
But he's yeah. a guy. If he's a female, that's not happening. That, right, that's right, not, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Although back guy, in the nineties, so probably go. yes. But yeah, I'm not yeah. thinking. But I'm not thinking. Back in the nineties, like before assault. Existed? Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. But, uh, yep. Assault and Peppa. Salt and Peppa. Was the name of the group. Yes. In the nineties, <laughs> they were good. They were good. The band was fine. My issue was with Kevin. Whatever. So I, it was more of like I'm like, what's going? I was scared though. Like I was like, what is happening? Like yeah, yeah. Why? But and he didn't say why. He just just meet me behind. Well, there. they never do. Right. That scares them off. Yeah. So there's no one back there. No one back there. It, I mean, the you mean gu- behind the garage and bait shop? <laughs> there's there's gentlemen <laughs> working in the garage Perhaps and bait a shop. Dumpster hustle and a, and hustle and bustle of a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> some some feral cats. Yeah. Hubcaps <laughs> rolling by. Yeah. So I walk back, and literally, I'm wearing my khakis and my button-up shirt, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And I walk around the back of this bait shop, and he's standing there. <laughs> and he's smoking, I'm going to call it a plastic-tip cigar. There's little cigarillos. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. little, you know, like yeah. the little ones with the plastic tip. Mm-hmm. And he's smoking. Very manly. Very manly. And just, like, looking at me, he goes... And he was like he was waiting for me, like it was clearly that you know they, this is like mafia handoff something going he on. He hadn't just lit his; it, it was like mid. Oh yes, were there a was. couple at his feet? <laughs> there was there was actually a good deal at his feet. Wow, he definitely had. It was his place where they, he had this like big ash tray. So it might have like been his bucket. spot. That's his spot because yeah. he could walk across yeah. the street at lunch, have a oh, smoke because yeah, yeah. right. he's friends with the guys at the bait oh, shop, yeah. and okay. then walk back. Okay, so he's like. So you ready to do this? You ready for for your big experience? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. He's like, all right, let me tell you one thing about you teaching. Okay. He's like, you see this little bucket of butts? And I was like, yeah. He's like, if you're any good, this is going to be full pretty soon. What? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, if you're good, this bucket's going to be full pretty soon of butts. Do you know why? And I was like, no, why? He's like, because if you're good... I got time to come out here and smoke. I got time to come out here and smoke. I'm going to leave you alone. If you're not good, I'm going to have to sit and sort of babysit you. But if you're good, I can come out here, have my smokes, and then you, you can come out there. This is, this is the godfather of the teaching what? world. Yes. Yeah. My, my co-op did the same thing. She called out five times in three months. Five yeah. sick days. Because you're there. Months. She trusted you. She liked there. you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I don't want to paint the picture of this guy that he was this like, I mean, yes, he's smoking no, on the no, job. No, no, where no. He was a great guy, great teacher, did everything he should and really gave okay. over the next couple of weeks, right. taught me so much about teaching and guided me and was great. But then like well before I was supposed to take over the course, like you're supposed to take over. Okay. Today I'm going to be in charge of spelling and the next week out spelling and math. And then next week is going to be social study. It was more fast forward. He's like, you got, oh, you're, this. You got it. You're yep. good. He's like, baptism by fire. He's like, you're going to learn by doing it. Yeah. I trust you. And which is true. Look, I bought a pack of Philly blunts. You're, exactly. you're, you're doing this. Yeah. And <laughs> my supervisor from the school, he came in the first week liked me and like I worked very hard I felt like I was competent sure and he liked me and they became buddies there's these like two old guys so he's like okay we got this <laughs> they're out behind the bait shop they're out together. behind the bait shop so he's just like this is how you're gonna learn by doing it he's like I can trust you he's like the last teacher I had he wasn't very good it was a, bit, a lot of problems he's like you got this and so he really let me jump in the classroom and really teach and I learned a lot he showed me all these like games that he played with the kids that he invented and he was a big gambler. He would go to Sands Casino all the time down in Atlantic City. Yeah. And Shocker. Yes. But he like bet with the kids. Like there's always this like this number game. If you behave, you get five points. If you lose, you do so it was always like running numbers. Yeah. And that was and they would learn how to like doing their adding in their head and dividing and just all things like that. But some of the things that he taught me just about life. He's like, So what's your goal? 
here. I was like, well, you know, I want to be a teacher and maybe a school psychologist. I want to be a principal. So it turns out his best friend that he started teaching with 30 years ago is now the principal of the school. Hmm. So A, his best buddy's his boss. So he's got that going for him. He's like, yeah, you've met the principal. I forget his name, but he's like, you've met him. He's miserable. He works all year. He gets paid a yeah. little bit more than me, yeah, and he deals right. with grief. He deals with yeah. grief from the teachers. He deals with grief from the parents. He deals with grief with the kids. It's all grief, and he gets paid a little bit more than I do. He's like, you don't want to be a principal. Now, granted, if you're a principal, that's great. My friends are principals, but that just knocked that out of me. I was like, yeah, okay, I don't want to be a principal now. So he's like, yeah. don't worry about that. And then on the first day of me actually being there, he was like, okay, there's three people in this school that you have to make happy all Ooh. of the time. Do you know the answer? Does anybody yeah. want to? T- who, who, yeah. Who do you have to? Who, who did he say? Secretary's number one. Dang. Janitor's got to be in there, right? Janitor's up there too. Two out of three. And the person next door to you, because that's who you send your kids it's, to. It's a very good guess, and he was very good to her, the woman who who worked next door. My guesses were oh, way wait, off. Lunch lady. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, he was like, who are the people you have to keep happy? I was like, the parents. He's like, the parents don't know shit. Nah. He's like, how about the kids? The kids, you're in charge of that, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I didn't know. I was like, the principal. He's like, principal doesn't do anything. He's too busy. The principal doesn't run the school. Secretary. The secretary runs the school. Yeah. You have to keep her happy. If she's not happy, she could, you know, it's, it's just going to be called. Yes. Right. The janitor. Every Christmas. Buy him a case of beer. Your kids are the sixth graders. At the end of lunch, have them take three minutes to help stack the chairs up. So he doesn't have to break his back stacking the chairs up because then when you need that tile fix that's leaking in your classroom or you need an extra table or desk in your classroom, he's going to bring it up to you. So he's like, get him a case of beer and and be nice to him. He's going to make your life easy. And to to think about it too, it's like, you hate to do this, but it's like somebody's job. You look down on somebody who's a janitor or like a secretary. Oh, the kids are, the kids I teach are horrible. They drop stuff on the floor. I'm like, you just drops it. Like, well, the, the Mr. Allen will get it. I'm like, no, it's your garbage, but that's his job. No, no, you pick it up. Yeah. And I would do that. Then the janitor at my school, one of the janitors actually my school is still actually one of my really good friends. And this is brilliant guy, brilliant artist. But I would always make sure the kids were like very respectful to him because it's like, yeah, look at the job they're doing. You think it's like, oh, what? Yeah. It's like they open the school, they turn on the heat for you. The they're keeping you safe. Yeah. They put sawdust on your vomit. On your vomit. Yes, no, exactly. Yeah. At my kids' school, it's really great. They address everyone as teacher so and so, not yeah. Mr. Mrs. It's teacher so and so, and that goes for the lunch lady, the maintenance. All the employees. See, that's they're great. all addressed as yeah. teacher. It sets a tone that none of this can happen without everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's a team. And so he taught me about, like, I never really thought of that. And he's like, these are your people you work with. They're the And lunch team. lady. And then he's like, the most important is the lunch lady. Like, she feeds you. Yeah. Like, who, what's more yeah, important yeah. than you're getting fed? So basically, he'd been there for 30 years. Right. His best friend was the principal. He had everyone wrapped around his finger. The kids loved him. The parents loved him. Teachers, the staff, everybody loved him. He was like, ladies, and when he came through the line the first day, he's like, this is Mr. Chantry. He's the new uh, teacher. Now, how about you break that brisket out you've been working on? For <laughs> that, that's exactly. I was like 140 pounds at the time. Like, I was real thin. Right. It was just a kid. He's like, he needs some meat on his bones. He's like, ladies, if you could, whatever I put on my tray, put two of that on his tray. And he forced me to eat. If he had a hamburger, I had two hamburgers. If he had a thing of mashed potatoes, I had two things of mashed potatoes. And like never charged me a cent for it. Right. And I was very sweet to them. They're like, he's like, treat them he well. Was, he was trying to build a power forward. I mean, that's what the guy <laughs> that's was exactly, doing. No, yeah. 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 He yeah. wanted Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> he needed somebody in the paint. That's all it was. <laughs> 
Hey everybody, it's Ian O'Shea. You may have just heard me on the Punch Up podcast. I'm here to tell you about another show that a lot of people that you've listened to tonight also do on the last Friday of every month at the playground on 20th and Sansom here in Philadelphia. It is the Blue Show, and it is blue as eep. It is raunchy, it is dirty. Actually, the audience suggestions are disgusting. And quite frankly, it's your fault. You come and watch, and you suggest the most disgusting things I have ever heard. It's a sick and twisted evening of pleasure all the way around. 10 o'clock, BYOB. We love to do it. It's a great, fun, adult, raunchy, disgusting debacle. Bring your friends. Bring your enemies. Bring your filthy, disgusting mind. It's a giant circle jerk. With comedy. Not boners. So he was like, you take care of the secretary, you take care of the lunch ladies, you take care. And he's like, everything else Great. will just work itself out. Yeah. It really got me it's about, about how to work with people rather than just like, here are yeah. lesson plans, here's that. It's like how to work yeah. in a community. Yeah. He was also smart ass and funny, but like he just, he was over it. Like he didn't care. Uh, I was student teaching in 1999 when Columbine happened. Mm. Yeah. The next morning I showed up to school and he's like, okay, you need to talk to them about this. Oh, man. This is what grade? I'm Fifth, six. sixth grade. Yeah. So they're still pretty. I mean, they're yeah, old but enough. They get but they're, it. I mean, they, they get it. They need. Yeah. They had heard. They had yeah. But like, what do I? I'm, I'm 21. Yeah. yeah. Like this kid, I barely heard about it because I'm drinking in my fraternity house the night before. Like, right. we, like he watched from the back of the room and I answered questions and, you know, we had a conversation, and he, but he made me do it. And I was like, yeah. all right, I just had a very difficult conversation. The same day, though, it was the science fair and... I'm like walking around, we're in the auditorium, the gym, you know, like looking at all the kids' projects. And he's like, hey, come take a seat. He's like, you've seen, and he didn't say it in front of the kids, but he's like, you've seen all this popcorn, whatever, but you know, these science projects, come sit with me on the stage. So we're just sitting on the stage and all the kids are like walking around looking at science projects. The counselor comes walking in across the room and across the sea of children, just to be funny. And he doesn't, he doesn't really care about the kids. He goes, uh, I think her name was Holly. He goes, hey, Holly. See any black trench coats around? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> and, and I was like, even back then, like, because it, it, it's before, like, this is pre-9-11. This is pre- yeah. it's like, yeah, right. It's like, yeah. it's, you joke about <laughs> those, but it's like, this is, you know, this is crazy. And then she got mad at him, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I should have yeah. said that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, let's go judge all these volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, that's what, that's, that's what it was. But he, he, was just, he was just the best dude, and he just let me run with this class. And he made me do all my work, and he made me do – but he was just like, you're in charge. And, like, I learned so much that semester because it wasn't – he wasn't holding my hand. And he was just yeah. – but he would go out and smoke a lot, and he was very happy. Uh, we won the basketball game. Nice. Uh, you know, that whole thing. He was very happy about that, and he was just the best. <laughs> against the sixth graders. Yes, against yeah. the sixth graders. And it was Did the you best. just bring it? Oh, I bring it. Were you just hard. throwing bows? Yeah, and, I was just yeah. – I was cracking people. <laughs> Fouled out. <laughs> Um, yeah. Got a triple double. Right? Yeah, there are very few things that are more satisfying than crushing kids in sports. It's yeah. the best because we played we played flag football this year. They were laughing. And what grade? All what grade? Eight, seventh, and eight. Seventh, eight. Yeah. And they were laughing at us, and we're like, "Screw you! We're going to beat you because we communicate. Yeah. You know, we know our limitations. They're running all the way down, and it's bouncing off the walls and everything, and they're yeah. just heaving it. And we made short, careful passes, made all of our first downs, do. crushed them." Crushed them. You did? Yeah. Of yeah. course. Nice. That's They're like, great. Miss P, we didn't know you could catch. I have very soft hands, kids. 
Yep. Plus, you're not covering me because I'm a girl. You're not learning. They're so dumb. They're so dumb. Um, if the students are dumb and you're the teacher. Um... Who has failed? I have failed. That is on me. But we still. That's sweet. Guys. Hey, man, I'll take the W. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. So this guy was just, he was the greatest guy. Everybody loved him and he was just, he was so sweet to me. And I kept in touch with him for, you know, a couple years after that, you know, I would come back to see him. But one of my biggest lessons, one of the things that he had me do was, uh, like I said, little by little, you have, you teach spelling, and then the next week you teach math. And, and it was the week before I was taking over for good. So it was just like two or three weeks in, I'm just about to take over for good where he can really sit back, he can go smoke his cigars, but I'm pretty much in charge and he's, his hands are off. So that Thursday night, I'm starting on Monday morning is when I'm in charge of everything. That Thursday night before that, he was like, hey, you're doing a great job. A bunch of the teachers every Thursday night, we go down to – and like I said, he was single. And you know, I th- he really appreciated being – he was even saying – he's like, I went through a lot of hard times with – when my wife died and stuff like that. The kids and the, the – this school really means a lot. you know. So he was very big into the community of the school. And he's like, a bunch of the teachers, we go out to this bar – and it's like, you know, it's like wing night and all this stuff. And it's like pitcher, you know, pitchers of beer. He's like, I want you to come out. You know, I was 21. And he's like, come out, bring your girlfriend or bring one of your buddies. Come out. It's on me. I want to buy some beers and get, buy some food. And you can hang out and mingle with the other teachers and all. So I brought my one fraternity brother and we went. And he's like, <laughs> free beer. Free beer. It's free beer. So it's like, sure. So he sits down with us and I'm talking to everybody, meeting everybody. It's great. And he he's pouring me beer. Pour me beer. And I, my buddy was driving. I didn't have to drive, but he's pouring me beer. Oh, what do you want? You want some more wings? Blah, blah, blah. Order this. He's like, it's all me tonight. You're not pay- you guys aren't paying for anything. And he was just throwing down money and just whatever he wanted. Not that it was that expensive, but he's just, yeah. we're like, ah, oh, we should probably. And it's getting late. It's 9 o'clock, 10 yeah. o'clock. You know, we got to work the next day. He's like, ah, da, da, da. He's like, come on, hang out with us a little bit longer. He said. He's like, more. He's like, get another picture. And he just keeps pouring me beer. Oh, my God. And we're just, and he's getting wasted. I'm getting wasted. I'm we're getting get, anxious as a teacher. We're getting wasted together, it's right? 10 o'clock at night. You're hang, still we're, drinking. We're, we're like God. hanging on each other, kind of, you know, the whole thing. He's 21. And I'm I know, 21. I know. This guy's like not. 65. Yeah. That, that but I mean, alarm he, clock. Got, yeah. It's yeah. like a freight train. It's not, it's not even getting up. It's that you have to be like full of energy yeah. and yeah. standing up and 100%. Every, every movie single, day. No, you can't do. When you're student teaching. You can't do movie day. Alvin and Chipmunks shipwrecked. It shipwrecked. So uh, <laughs> the alarm goes off the next uh. morning, and I'm just yeah you know, hungover. Right. Just oh, I, I don't remember getting home, and I I remember I had a great time with them, and I remember the heart to hearts. He's like, you're doing really great. He's like, you're gonna be I great with you. these kids. Like you know, it was, it was, it was great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, I love you, son. We'll always have the bait shop. <laughs> that bucket's almost full, son. <laughs> Just you a couple good boy. <laughs> couple more butts. <laughs> So I walk into school and just red-eyed and just dragging ass. And I walk into the classroom and he's already there. And he's sitting back at his desk in the back of the room. And he's like, hey. I'm like, hey. He's like, did you have fun last night? I was like, yeah, thank you so much. He's like, how you feeling? I was like, eh. He's like, yeah, me too. He's like, it was a long night, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, it was, it was rough. And he, I could tell he was hungover. He was like really hungover. So we're sitting there and he's, we're kind of just talking about the day and talking about the night and what happened. And you know, we're going back and forth and uh, and we're just hanging out, just having a good time. And just, I'm trying to like get myself together. We have to teach now. Right. And uh, the bell rings, which means we have about two minutes before the kids 
get inside, get up to the second floor. You can get hear the room. noise. You can hear it yeah, before. It's, it, oh. it's, a, oh, it's like rushing it's water. It's like a tidal wave. It's, yep. it's Roaches. <laughs> it's oh, my so God. Scary. It's so bad. <laughs> so scary. So uh, <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> and he's like, oh, here they come. I was like, yeah, we, we got a long day ahead of us. He's like, I was like, I, I don't know how we're going to do this. And then he says, oh, yeah, I don't know how you're going to do this. And he picks up his newspaper. He's like, I'm going to go down the faculty room. I'll see you at lunch. <laughs> oh, my God. And he left me. Yeah. And I wasn't supposed to teach for the whole day. The next Monday I was supposed to. Right. But he's like. This was early. Have fun with him. Here's your present. Enjoy him. He's like, I'll see you at lunch. And just takes his hungover ass. And, wa- and everybody's like. So pleased with himself. So oh, pleased yeah. with himself. Yeah. And just goes down and sleeps it off or just reads it off and drinks his coffee all morning while I'm teaching math and science and spelling just hung over How his hell. How long do you think he was waiting with his feet up on his desk, sipping his coffee, waiting for you to just walk <laughs> oh, in? It had to be a good hour. He was so good. He slept for four hours. Might have slept there. He, he saw the bloodshot eyes and was like, oh, sweet. Sweet nectar. Here's my most valuable lesson, young Chantry. <laughs> yes. He, and, but that's did he, he walk out but, fully erect? He did. He did. Yes. And the children saw it. It was okay. Though. That's the best thing that you can learn is do not do get not hung do over. that. Do yeah. not. Well, do not get hung over. Uh, and I imagine you you can't mm-hmm. let mm-hmm. them see you sweat. Oh, you can't let you I mean, see you sweat. Like, so he's like, you got to keep this up. They know if I'm hung over or something, and and that's when whining and that's you know when the, yeah. when they get a taste of blood. Yeah. I imagine you know twenty six thirty students. Sick. You can't you know, if be. You show any kind of weakness like that. You can't that, be they're... injured. You can't be sad. You can't be. Yeah. You can't be anything. You got to be the rock. Right. Yeah. Right. So I go down at lunch, and like I have my tray and I got my all my stuff and I sit down next to him. I was like, ah. I was like, he got me. And he's like, he's like, well, have a good afternoon. Send me <laughs> over the afternoon too. And then at the end of the day, he comes up. He's like, how'd it go? I was like, ah, it went. He's like, you know what? He's like, today was your first ever full day of teaching children. And you did it completely hungover. He's like, Monday? It's going to be a piece of cake. Nice. It's going to be easy. And I came in Monday and it was like, it wasn't easy, but it was way easier than it was And he was just like, yeah, now you got it. He's awesome. like, yeah, you know how to do it now. That's great. Yeah. And uh, that was my uh, that was my first day of teaching ever. Oh, that's my great. student teacher uh, got me crazy drunk the night before on purpose. Yeah. What yeah, a lesson it's, it's, for him. I mean, to impart, you know, cost him 40 bucks. Yeah, you know. and you showed up on Friday. And I showed that, up on that Friday. Was, that was a test. That was a big test. If I yeah. didn't show up, I mean, that would have been a big deal. It was kind of no holds barred after that. Like, he's like, yeah, you got this and whatever. You know, he would stop in and, okay, yeah, yeah. you got this, got this. And then he would go over behind the bait shop. And he, behind the bait shop. Then you guys were mainlining behind the bait yeah, shop. Richard, yeah, we on. really went down, a, went down a hole after that. It was, it was a couple of years that I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> In the white room <laughs> with the curtains. <laughs> hey, this is Steve Roney. Thanks for listening to the Punch Up Podcast. We release new episodes every Monday, so be sure to check us out. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Punch Podcast. Like us, follow us, and subscribe. Every week, somebody tells a story while the others help out. Me, your host, Steve Roney, along with Kevin Reagan, Ian O'Shea, Jesse Preisendorfer, and a different guest every week. The Punch-Up Podcast.